The following is a hoop ball presentation. Diehard Louisiana sports fan. I love my New Orleans Saints and my LSU Tigers. And both teams have failed me this weekend with L's across the board. But however, I remain 100 and remain loyal to my squad. So with that, who that, who that, and go Tigers. But on the flip side of things, I am very, very excited because I'm recording here in sunny Atlanta, Georgia, where I have officially relocated over the weekend being united with my immediate family who lives in the Atlanta area, which means I am closer to the action. And I promise to all my hoop ball Hawks listeners that I will continue to progress this program and continue to get all the latest things regarding the Atlanta Hawks. And speaking of latest things regarding the Atlanta Hawks, the Hawks began their bubble mini camp last week and all things seemingly going very well for the Hawks and the Hawks will talk about their reactions about the mini bubble uh, as they re- talked to several players uh, who made themselves available to the media. Among those were Trey Young and John Collins, who were both interviewed last week by the media uh, at the beginning of the mini bubble camp. And as well as Kevin Herter today talked with the media and they each talked about their respective games, their progress, their health, their teammates, and then their thoughts going into the upcoming season. Whenever that will start, we still don't know that information. But ironically, before I get into the comments from Ice Trey and JC and Kevin Herter, I saw a statistic on Twitter uh, just today that many Hawks fans are very aware of, but still should be excited for as it could you know, foreshadow for things to come. Uh, basically, when JC and Ice Trey play together, good things happen. And good things happen for everybody on the team when Trey Young is on the court. It's no secret he makes everybody better on the floor offensively with his shooting ability, ability to finish around the rim even though he is undersized, his passing ability, and ability to handle the ball to help set up himself, his teammates, and really dictate the defense. But you want to know how well? A statistic that I saw on Twitter stated that the adjusted net change playing with Trey Young for the top four players returning outside of Trey, obviously, go as this. DeAndre Hunter, when him and Trey Young on the floor, Hunter is plus 8.4. Kevin Herter, plus 11.61. Cam Reddish, plus 10.17. And John Collins with the best of these four. Plus 12.57. So, as I said before, there's no question what Trey Young can do on the offensive end of the floor. But when he spoke to media last week, one of the questions were regarding how he can improve on the defensive end. And he stated that for him, it's all about conditioning and being in the best shape of his life. Being able to play a lot of minutes and play with a lot of effort on both ends. And it's great when you hear this from your franchise player and you're in no question the leader of this franchise here for the Hawks. And he's saying these things right now in the beginning of the mini bubble camp. 
And it's really going to set the tone for the rest of the team when you hear some of the other comments that are mentioned throughout this program. As this team seems very focused and locked in on a single goal of just improving and finally crossing the threshold that is the Eastern Conference playoffs. And as I said, it's no secret that the Hawks need to improve in a big way on the defensive end. As they were 28th in the league last year in defensive rating as a team, there are several players on this roster currently that have the potential to be great defenders in this league just on intangibles alone, i.e. J.C., DeAndre Hunter, and Cam Reddish. Also adding a new healthy Capella will help them as well. Trey Young commented on his excitement over having the addition of Clint Capella and how he has looked early on here in this bubble minicamp. He stated that he is very excited to play with Clint. He's had a hell of a run in Houston. He's very talented on both ends of the ball. Very smart. He's just a cerebral big man, as Trey Young mentioned. It's going to be a lot of fun playing with him, and he's very excited. He also said that as far as his progress in the bubble, that he's looking really good right now. Obviously, everyone is a bit winded right now, getting back into the swing of things, and they're going at such a fast pace. But he's playing very well, talking, especially on the defensive end. And Trey Young said, you can tell the kind of veteran leadership that he has. So I love Trey Young's excitement over Clint Capella and the team as well. They're all excited about him, and you hear more comments about it throughout this program. And they should be very excited. Clint Capella has played in meaningful playoff games during his short time in the league and got an experience while he was in Houston being the five in a very similar style offense that they play here in Atlanta. I think that he makes them better on both sides of the ball. He's very efficient on the offensive side of the ball, and as well on defense, he's known for blocks, rebounds, and really protecting that paint. So it would be great to have him anchoring the defense, and that's one thing that I'm really excited about, him having a whole offseason to continue to progress and work with his teammates. It will be interesting to see how his play, experience, and leadership will affect others like John Collins, and I love how vocal he's being early which is a great sign of things to come because being vocal on the defensive end will just ultimately help the team get in better positions defensively. And if he talks, hopefully that translates to other players. Everyone else is talking on defense and that hopefully improves that 28 defensive rating for next year. And I'm very interested to see this developing through training camp and on the court as the 2021 season rolls around eventually. As I mentioned on a previous podcast, how glued into the bubble playoff that Trey Young was and probably still is with the NBA Finals rolling around and how it surely has motivated him to continue to progress his game, work, and make him even hungrier for the playoffs. He, no doubtly along with Probably the entire organization in the fan base wish that they were in the playoffs to showcase what this team has as the other young teams like the Heat. Also, congratulations to the Miami Heat for making the NBA Finals over the Boston Celtics last night. Uh, Heat Lakers should be a very fun, hard-fought defensive NBA Finals. I know Stephen A. Smith is bum that he won't be splitting time between L.A. and Miami like an aspiring model. But it will still be a great series nonetheless. But other young teams that really showcase their talent and their projection for the future include the Denver Nuggets, the Boston Celtics, and the team famously connected with us, the Dallas Mavericks, uh, as they all have shown promise as potential future title contenders. 
Obviously, the Miami Heat in the NBA Finals, Boston getting close, Denver getting close, and the Mavericks having Luka Doncic and KP going forward. Trey Young commented on the Orlando bubble saying, I don't ever want to not be in the playoffs again, which a comment like this really sends ripples throughout the entire organization as the front office needs to continue to make strategic moves to make this a reality in the near future. Hopefully, in the next two years, with a big contract decisions coming up for Ice Trey and JC looming for the franchise, they've already locked up a potential top 10 center and Capella. Hopefully, they are heading in the right direction so that Trey Young's comments do not fall on deaf ears and they, they do make the playoffs so they can showcase all that they have going forward. Trey also talked about how just how excited he is just to get back to work with his teammates and how much fun they're having growing together as a young team. And he alluded to how everyone on the team has come in very focused and coach uh, Lloyd Pierce has helped center that focus onto very simple goals that will be mentioned multiple times throughout this program. And Trey Young just says, we're just ready to play. I know I am. I know I'm ready to go out there and play. We're all just very focused. Winning is the main key. Y'all will probably hear me, Trey Young speaking, talking about that all year. But my main focus going into the third year is winning. And I think it's always been focused, but now more than ever. And so I love how this Orlando bubble has put a sense of urgency in Trey Young and as well as the franchise to win now, win now, which I've talked about multiple times on this program that if you want to keep Trey Young, sign John Collins, you love this young core, you want to make them all happy. You got to win now. You got to help them win now. And I say, I hope that the rest of the team and organization follows suit, which from comments you'll hear, it seems like they are early on. We will finally see what many people were hoping to see last year with an increase in win totals and a potential playoff berth so that the world can see Trey Young again on the big stage as they saw weekly on ESPN when he was at OU. And like T.O. famously said, get your popcorn ready. Because it's going to be a show. And hopefully they will have Lil Baby's My Turn album. Great album, by the way. Great album. Shout out Lil Baby. On repeat in a facility because hopefully it's their turn to make the Eastern Conference playoffs. And we'll talk a little bit more about what John Collins said to the media last week. That got me personally even more excited for the next season. So excited! Like Kevin Hart likes to say. But before we get into John Collins' comments... Kevin Herter's comments and the rest of the program. I want to do a quick plug. Okay, so we all know how a VPN protects your privacy and security online, right? I dabbled a little bit in it, but after learning about it uh, through ExpressVPN, I had to see what's up. It has taken my TV watching game to the next level. You can use a VPN to unlock movies, shows that are available in other countries. Uh, a couple weeks ago, because I just moved this past weekend, I used the ExpressVPN to rewatch one of the dopest shows ever, Prison Break. It's only available on Netflix in the UK, which, which, which sucks for me. But it was so simple, I just fired up the ExpressVPN app, changed my location to UK, refreshed Netflix, and that's it. Bam! I was watching my boy Schofield. I was so happy. So happy. See, ExpressVPN hides your IP address, lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from over 100 different countries. So just think about all the Netflix libraries that you can go through. 
You love anime? Use ExpressVPN to access Japanese Netflix and Kamehameha away. Get it? Dragon Ball Z? I love that show too. Anyway, it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service. Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN is to watch shows and it's ridiculously fast. There's no buffering, no lag, and you can stream it in HD with no problems. ExpressVPN is also compatible with all devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. So you can watch what you want on the go or on the big screen, wherever you are, it doesn't matter. So if you visit my special link right now, expressvpn.com slash hoopball, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. So support the show, watch what you want to watch, and protect yourself at expressvpn.com backslash hoopball. Now to talk more Hawks and talk specifically about John Collins. John Collins spoke to the media last week as they returned to the court for the bubble minicamp as well. The workaholic commented on returning to the court with his teammates stating that it's a great feeling just to be back on the court. It's really great seeing my brothers, see my coaches, be in the gym and get that energy. It's nice to get back to a little bit of normalcy. And I think we can all agree with that with sports back. Some normalcy has returned with the coronavirus epidemic sweeping the world. Collins also spoke on these mini camp bubble arrangements, stating that it is a little weird uh, in a way because he is quarantined currently in Atlanta with his house just five minutes away from the practice facility, which he has been no stranger to being at the facility, as we reported on a previous podcast, he has been at the Hawks training facility religiously since May 8th, working on his game. And here's the part where I get really excited. Now, in regards to Collins on what he's focusing on in his respective game, John Collins said that he's really been focusing on playmaking for himself and others during the offseason so far. He mentioned working on, quote unquote, guard stuff in addition to some traditional work for big men. Hawks fans, when I heard this from JC, I immediately started dancing because it's music to my ears. With Capella healthy and finally on this roster playing, I foresee Collins playing a lot more at the perimeter with his improved three-point shot. And if he can continue to improve his handles and playmaking ability like he alluded to, I think it will only make the team better. I see potential lobs to Capella, improved floor spacing, and the team could be even better offensively. I know they were middle of the road as a team last year, 16th in offense efficiency, with John Collins being very efficient, Trey Young being very efficient offensive player, as well as Capella when healthy, being extremely efficient. You have three very efficient players who usually are in the top 20 as far as offensive efficiency. Two of them are great at playmaking and getting everybody involved. So I think it's just going to just make the team just even more dangerous on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, when you have two 20-plus point scorers already and a guy who is a double-double machine per 100 possessions, and I think, as I mentioned on the past podcast, Capella averages like 16 points and 15 rebounds per 36 minutes. So 
You know what he, you know what he does. He's very efficient around the rim as a rim runner. So I like to hear that John Collins is working on continue to put the ball on the floor a little bit better and create for his teammates. And I also stated on a previous podcast that I stated that the team needed more playmaking outside of Trey Young, especially when he's out of the game, as I alluded to the stats earlier. We still do need another playmaking guard to spell Trey Young, but with John Collins taking it upon himself to help out in that facet, this is very encouraging and an exciting sign for hopefully things to come for this Hawks team. Kevin Herter also spoke to the media today as he's coming off an offseason injury where he sprained an ankle about a month ago, and it's no secret he's been battling injuries throughout his career early on here in Atlanta. He talked about his progress in his health and says that his knees feel great and he credits his diet and strength training for that improvement, which health is something that obviously Herder wants to improve on as far as staying healthy, being available so that he can continue to grow his game and help this Hawks team. It's hard to help the Hawks team when you're not on the floor. And as I mentioned before, he sprained his ankle about a month ago. Pretty good, as he said. And he's been a limit, little bit limited as a result of that injury, but he doesn't see it as a problem going forward and he will be just fine. I'm personally not too worried about this as there are about roughly four months until the tip off of the NBA regular season at least. So he'll have plenty of time to get healthy. He'll do probably little things in this mini bubble camp, continue to focus on as I mentioned uh, with uh, Coach Lloyd Pierce at the focus for this mini bubble camp is care, care for your body. So I'm sure that they will ease up, let him get healthy, let him be around his teammates, obviously continue to work on things that he can and bring him along slowly. And like Trey Young mentioned earlier that I said in this podcast, Kevin Herter, when asked about the team's focus for this year on top of winning, Kevin Herter said it's making the playoffs. He would go on to add that, they looked at some of the teams in the Eastern Conference this year and says that, you know what? There are some teams that they can jump ahead of going into next year. And me personally, I love the confidence. I love the confidence and I love the focus and I love the goals that are set forth by the players individually and as well as the team. They, I know focus along with competition and and all these care and all the other words that have come out as far as this mini bubble camp for the Hawks. I love the goals and the focus that each of these players have it seems like they're really really eager to work and they believe in each other another goal for kevin herter personally according to hawks beat another podcast out there check it out if you if, if you haven't that's a great show kevin herter wants to get better at driving to the hole going into his third year which is something that i said on the program that i would love to see grow in his game and as well as a couple of other young players as it will continue to open up things for him offensively. Hopefully he can get himself to the free throw line more. Approve upon that 82, 83% free throw percentage, which will give them obviously more points, give them more opportunities to score. And just as another element to his game, that if he can get to the hoop consistently, he can. we know he can hit the mid-range. We know he can hit the three. I know that's something that he also wants to improve on. He was very disappointed and not hitting the 40% mark from three. So that's something he wants to improve on for next year so just continue to grow offensively and that comes with being healthy and available for kevin herter he also spoke very highly of cam reddish and deandre hunter who are both going to their second years in the nba and obviously on his hawks team and as far as being consistent night in and night out 
he has the confidence in both of them, as he said that they both have a lot of tools that they possess respectively. And that consistency is the next step in the growth of their game and ultimately the growth of this team. We also mentioned on the last podcast how Travis Schlink loves seeing the versatility of players in the top half of the Eastern Conference uh, teams who were in the bubble playoff. And Kevin Herter echoed those sentiments as well with their own team, referring to their own team as the Hawks, that we have a lot of versatility ourselves. We have a core group that we know works in our bought in essentially he also commented on the addition of clint capella as well saying that he's been good and really making bruno fernando work hard and helping him out as well on the side and this because i I like bruno fernando he's very explosive young player obviously a rookie last year has a lot of potential we know that he can uh, protect the rim you know you can go and get it uh with a fantastic dunk here and there But to learn from Capella and work with Capella day in, day out, it's no secret that iron sharpens iron. And what a great mentor to have in Capella, who we said on a podcast earlier, he's been talking on defense. He looks good. He's in great shape. Very smart player. Hopefully that can translate and he can share some of that knowledge and translate it to Bruno Fernando, who when you look at them both, they kind of favor each other. They're both kind of similar in size and stature, both players who are formed and like I said Bruno Fernando reminds me of Capella in a way when I saw him last year I kind of saw some flashes of that and I think that once Dwayne Deadman is there for training camp who is out in California with his family right now nothing wrong with that at all nothing wrong with being with your family I'm just very interested to see how they all make each other better through the competition within practice and how that will translate onto the court as I mentioned in a previous podcast, I love having Capella as a starting five. You got Dwayne Dedman off the bench, who is a veteran, has experience, can stretch the floor, shoot the three. And then you got Bruno Fernando, who is young and explosive and raw, but growing into hopefully the center that he is going to be here in the league. So as we continue to cover the bubble mini camp for the Hawks, we'll continue to see what interesting developments are coming out that Hawks fans should be able to get excited for, look for for next year, and hopefully it shows a forecast as to the success that will come for us next season. For the last segment for this podcast, we'll do our running segment of if the Hawks keep the sixth pick. If you missed the last episode, Travis Schlink alluded to this year's draft, which is slated on November 18th, and how it may not be a top-heavy draft, but says that there are good players available and they are confident they can find a quality option at six. So here on Hoop Ball Hawks, we've covered Danny Avia. We covered my favorite player in the draft for the Hawks, Devin Vassell from Florida State and Isaac Okoro. I've mentioned Anthony Edwards on this program because of his connection to Atlanta being from here. But realistically, I don't see him falling to six. He's projected a top three pick. And he will be long gone before six. But another player that may not fall to the Hawks as his stock is rising, but potentially may be available. It alludes to another playmaking guard, like I said earlier in the program, is French point guard Killian Hayes. His measurements go 6'5", 195 pounds, a little smaller, but I'm, I'm assuming that he will definitely put some muscle on that frame coming into the NBA. His strengths include his wingspan. 
With him being 6'5", 195 as a guard, he has a 6'8 wingspan, which could lend to him being pretty good defensively if he continues to improve on that side of the ball. He's already a great offensive prospect right now. He has good athleticism, the intangibles to be ready for the NBA now. He's a really good passer. He has a great jump shot. His weaknesses in his game, however, include his strength. As I mentioned, he's 195 pounds. Want to put a little bit more on his frame. And his defense, which he has the physical size to be potentially a really good defender at the point guard position with his height and wingspan. But that's something that he will continually have to improve getting into the league, getting experience, seeing film, how to guard certain players because it's a, it's a gauntlet. It's a gauntlet for rookies. You can ask Cam Reddish and uh, DeAndre Hunter last year as far as trying to work and find consistency in this league as a rookie. That's something that he's going to have to work through as well. But I think that that transition will be a little easier in a way because he has been playing professional ball in Europe. His game, when you watch it on film, is very fluid, very mature. He has really good handles already. His playmaking ability is there. And he can create his own shot from the three with a, with a patented step back, which he's probably learned from James Harden, from Luka, and it's infused into the European game, which we've seen a lot of European players come out with that separation to step back. He can make the reads off of defenses, break them down, and hit open shooters based on what they give him. So he has a very, very high IQ, which I alluded to when Trey Young is off the floor, who is going to do that playmaking ability for the Hawks at the guard position. If Killian Hayes were drafted by the Hawks, I think he can seemingly slide in, maybe play alongside of him, come off the bench, and really ignite that bench and get some offense going with his ability to score and set up other people. Comparisons that they have for him, Spencer Dinwiddie is what I've seen, but me personally, I see more of a Malcolm Brogdon, Shea Gilgis-Alexander from pure stature, Lonzo Ball, but he has, Lonzo Ball, I think, was a better passer coming in. I think he can get to the passing ability of a Lonzo Ball. And as a lefty, he has a little bit of Ginobili in his game with his ability to finish at the rim, his patented Euro step that he has. Uh, it seems like he watched a lot of Ginobili film. And in an interview with Killian Hayes that I saw, he watched a lot of Ginobili film as that is one of his favorite players growing up. So very crafty is when I think of Manu Ginobili. I think of a crafty score, playmaker. Killian Hayes has some of those same features. And as well as uh, D'Angelo Russell is what I see as far as his scoring ability and being a lefty in his shot. So as I mentioned, we talked about having another playmaker when Trey Young is not on the court. And even though Killian Hayes is young, with the professional experience in Europe as well as FIBA experience, he could come into the league a little more seasoned than other guards like Halliburton from Iowa State, who also could be available for the Hawks at six. And we will cover in a future podcast. But Hayes can seemingly step into the role similar to maybe a Dennis Schroeder when the Hawks drafted him, which he had some really good years here in Atlanta before being shipped out to OKC. And Killian Hayes is drawing interest as far as in the draft from teams like the Warriors who pick at two 
and the Wizards, which is very interesting, especially on the Warriors side of things, with them being two, if they really want Killian Hayes, could they potentially trade back with us? But the segment is, if the Hawks keep the six picks, so we'll leave it at that. And another thing about the two teams that are interested in him, both of those teams have pretty established backcourts. Obviously, with the Warriors, you have Steph Curry coming back from injury and Klay Thompson. With the Wizards, you have John Wall coming back from injury and Brad Beal. So it's very interesting that both of these teams are potentially interested in drafting Killian Hayes. The Hawks, although with one position solidified in their backcourt, which is Ice Tray, it would be interesting to see if Hayes were selected by the Hawks and if he can enable some of these other young prospects on the Hawks similar to Trey Young, and help lead this second unit with his playmaker building and scoring prowess. Now with that, that will be all for today for Hootball Hawks. If you love what you heard from us today, give us five stars. Like I hope your Uber passenger rating is. I'm still mad about it. This is the third episode that I've mentioned it. Can someone tell me, can someone tell me something? Something about why I have a 4.91. I don't know. I need to talk to my past drivers. Anyway, that's besides the point. Give us a good review. Share with fellow Hawks fans and basketball enthusiasts across the globe. Follow us at HoopBallHawks on Twitter. That is at HoopBallHawks on Twitter. Follow myself, Brad Jarrett 67 on Twitter. That's Brad J-A-R-R-E-T-T-6-7. And let me give y'all a strong yeah.